Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, December 2nd. Uh, There was a ton of news out over the last 72 hours, and it was all pretty much positive. So S&P futures are trading up about 11 points, so pretty much recouping the Friday decline. Europe's up about 40 to 50 basis points. Asia finished higher uh, across the board, not necessarily dramatically. So Japan did very well, but the Hang Seng was only up about 40 basis points. And mainland China, the Shanghai Comp, was up about 13 basis points. So just to kind of run through... um, like I said, a lot of a ton of headlines. I have them all outlined in today's Vital Dawn, just to kind of run through the really big, important ones. I would say, um, so the economic data generally was positive, especially out of China. So you had the PMIs for November, the MBS manufacturing and non-manufacturing, and then the Cation manufacturing out of China all came in ahead of expectations. Um, you know, the manufacturing economy in that country still faces enormous headwinds. We're not talking about PMIs that are dramatically above fifty. Nonetheless, um, you know, you are seeing some improvement in the economic data trends from China. The final PMIs from the EU and UK were also revised higher. So, again, positive news on the economic front this morning. Um, Kind of shifting to phase one, none of the news was particularly dramatic. Um, There was an Axios article that the headline was actually negative sounding, talking about how Talks have, quote unquote, stalled. But then the article, if you actually read it in total, was more positive. So it says that we're still looking at a phase one deal by the end of this year or early next year. I think that's largely the expectation. And then it also kind of confirms that that Trump will not be imposing the December 15th round of tariffs. Again, most investors assume he wouldn't, but it was certainly encouraging to read that. Um, China took some retaliatory measures about uh, the pro-democracy legislation that Trump signed into law last week, but they were very, very minor. So if this is the extent of China's action in response to that bill, I think that it's a huge victory for bulls. Um, And that's another positive this morning. There was a New York Times article out over the weekend talking about how China has taken aggressive actions to curb fentanyl sales into the US. Remember, this has been a key demand of Trump throughout the trade negotiations um, about how China was a huge contributor to the fentanyl crisis in the U.S. And to, so the fact that Beijing is acting on that, um, and the New York Times contains some statistics about how far imports have fallen. Again, that's a, another big positive in terms of how this trade negotiation uh, being on progress. So, you know, I still think you're still looking at a, a phase one agreement coming into place. You know, the expectation, again, that this will come either the end of this year or early next year that you're not only going to avoid incremental tariffs, including the ones on October 15 and December 15, but you're also going to rescind some existing ones, specifically the September 1st tariffs. So that is China and data, again, all positive. Um, the other, the other, a couple of other items to note. So the FT has an article talking about this big Fed inflation review that it's been undergoing now for um, several quarters. They are due to wrap it up by the middle of next year. So we're probably looking at the late spring, early summer of 2020. The FT talks about how the Fed is probably going to adapt a quote-unquote makeup strategy whereby they are going to allow inflation to run above 2% to compensate for the time that it was running below 2%. Um, you know, The Fed has flirted with that idea on numerous occasions. It's something that officials talk about more than, more of it in an academic type of uh, a setting. Um so it, I don't know if that necessarily shifts the narrative at this moment. And like I said, this is something that will not be announced for several more months. But that certainly is positive to the extent of it implies policy will stay very accommodative 
um, you know, for an extended period of time. The Journal had a separate article talking about how the Fed is very unlikely to hike rates probably until, uh, through at least the end of 2020. Um, that largely comports with expectations, so not too dramatic. But you know, to the extent the market does start focusing on this whole inflation study, um, you know, that certainly is, is another positive. And just finally, an OPEC. So there's an OPEC meeting this week. The consensus as of last week had been that OPEC would simply extend the existing cuts. So the existing cuts are 1.2 million barrels per day. It's due to expire at the end of March. The expectation is that they would extend it out another quarter so that it would expire at the end of June. There were a couple of articles out over the weekend and this morning talking about how OPEC could expand the production cuts as well as extend, as well as extend them. So expand it from 1.2 million up to 1.6 at least, so an extra 400,000 barrels per day, and then extend it another uh, quarter. Um, unclear really if that is the consensus. The articles were a little bit mixed. You had some talking about how you're just going to extend, others talking about how there was a Reuters article in particular talking about how Saudi Arabia wants to quote unquote surprise markets and get oil rallying ahead of the uh, Aramco IPO. Um, unclear if they're going to reach a consensus. You know, there's still there still is some cheating occurring. So not all countries are meeting the official quota. Um, and so if you're Saudi Arabia, who is fully complying, it's unclear if you want to expand the cuts um, and then you're kind of forced to bear the bulk of the burden. So they may try to shore up uh, quota compliance first before expanding it. But that nonetheless, the, all the news, the chatter of another 400,000 basis points, that has oil rallying this morning as well. So a ton of news out over the weekend and this morning. All of it was positive. Um, you know, in my mind, I don't necessarily think it shifts to the macro narrative dramatically. Um, you know, it's the economic data certainly was encouraging, and um, and that and obviously you had the flash PMIs out a couple of days ago, and you show and you saw strength in the U.S. So it's certainly positive to see strength in in China as well. Um, I don't necessarily think that we're at the point in time where you're going to see estimates revised higher. You're going to have to see um, not only further stabilization in economic momentum, but also kind of um, you know up, upside pressure. Um, and like I said, the Fed, you know, the Fed and and the Phase One news were certainly positive, but largely consistent with expectations. So, you know, my view remains the same. Although you have to acknowledge the price action, the favorable price action, the favorable seasonal period of time that we're in right now, um, and and you know, Phase One anticipation is going to continue to be a theme, a topic, a trend over the coming weeks. Um, so the near term, it's hard to necessarily get super aggressively negative and lay out um, and lay out a ton of shorts, but just fundamentally, you know, the risk reward remains unfavorable at these levels in my view. Um, so that is kind of everything for this morning in terms of the calendar. Um, I have pretty extensive calendars in the, in the vital dawn looking at not only this week, but really the month of December. Um, you know, I think, as far as this week specifically, you have kind of three major buckets of news. You have the November economic data. So we already had out Europe and China. In the US, we'll get the manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. today, and then we'll get the jobs report on Friday. You have a lot of sell-side conferences this week and next week. These are going to provide an opportunity for management teams to update investors on Q4 trends, either explicitly um, or, or, more, or, more or more qualitatively. Um, but either way, investors will get a sense of kind of how business has tracked so far in Q4. And then you're going to get a few more earnings reports. Specifically, you have a lot of cloud software earnings reports this week. Um, so you have CRM, Workday, uh, and a couple of others. I lay them all out. You have a NATO summit in London, which Trump will attend. 
You have the OPEC meeting that I mentioned before um, and a couple of other items. Uh, one other thing to keep in, in, in mind today. Um, so the U.S. may unveil the retaliatory measures against France's digital tax. So remember a couple of months ago, the U.S. has said that they couldn't impose incremental tariffs on France in response to a digital tax. So that could hit today. Just keep some eye, you know, keep an eye out for headlines. Um, you know, I think the, ta- the tariffs will be relatively minor and more symbolic than anything else. I don't think it, they're going to be huge negatives. Um, so that is pretty much it for today's uh, podcast. Um, again, look at uh, check out the Vital Donks. There's a lot more to talk about this morning. Um, but that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.